Hey guys, it's your girl B. And it's your girl Liz. And this is Not, Not That, that you, you Ask, the show where we talk about all the things. All of the time. This week's episode is all about KODs. No, we're not talking about Cole's album. We're talking kids of divorce. And the effect that that's had on us as adults in love. Please feel free to contact us with any and all inquiries at ntuapodcast.gmail.com. Or DM us on Instagram at Not That You Asked. You ready, Liz? Let's talk about it. Who? Okay. Um, <laughs> so I think this is something that we had talked about that we wanted to do because we're both kids of divorce mm-hmm. and it's shaped so much about us and it's things that we've bonded over. Definitely. Um, so I think it would be like, maybe we should, um, parents origin stories. Definitely. Like, why are you here? How are you here? Right. Um, so, I mean, I guess I'll go first. Most <laughs> most people know, um, because that's how anybody and everybody who will listen. It'd be like that. But, um... <laughs> It'd really be so like that. I'm be in... telling that story like it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> like it's my story. Because <laughs> everybody knows that shit is just... It's funny how things work out. Um, but I'm here, so I guess I'm grateful. Um, I am an IHOP baby. And so that means that I exist because of the International House of Pancakes. <laughs> Um, and I say that because my mom was a waitress there, and that's where she met my dad. Um, he was a cop, um, as I've said before. He's retired, but you know he was a cop. She was a waitress, um, and they had this just IHOP ass love story. Um, they started dating. Uh, he would come and like see her while she was working, and uh, he would flirt with her and stuff. And then you know I guess she gave him the time of day. They dated. And he, like, proposed to her at, like, table 12, I think it is. Um, I had, like, my first birthday party there. Like, (laughs) IHOP is just, like, it's a part of my origin story. And it's crazy, but, like, it just is. Um, And so IHOP has meant a lot to my family over the years. It means a lot to me because, again, I just would not be here if not for the International Mm -hmm. House of Pancakes. (laughs) Um, So that's my story. Um, What about you? How did your parents meet? Wow. That's like a legitimate, right? Like it has, <laughs> yeah. it has structure. It has layers to it, like a pancake. Right? Like a pancake. Like a bro. pancake. My, my parents literally met like how most people meet, like in our generation. <laughs> Just normal shit. High, like literally, like in high school, as young as you, they were you high can possibly sweethearts. get. It was like they weren't. They didn't go to the same high school. My dad went to high school, um, in Hudson Catholic mm-hmm. in Jersey City. Okay. And then my mom went to high school in Dickinson, which is also okay, in Jersey City, but okay. it was like the hood. That's different. Yeah, that's yeah, different areas. Neither one of them are, are, are good areas like that, but mm-hmm. like two completely different schools, right? Mm-hmm. So they met because they had mutual friends. So okay. when they would hang out in their friend group, my mom would be with her best girls. He would be Got with his best guys. It. And some of them knew each other. So you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was so like put me on type, type of thing, early, literally. Early. And they were so, so young. Yeah. So... You know, um, as as I always tell my everybody, you know, everyone that knows me, I I take pride in it only because like I look at my parents now and I'm like, wow, God bless you. Like you guys mm-hmm. are like so resilient for for getting through how you did it because mm-hmm. they were teenage parents. Mm-hmm. And my mom, she was pregnant with my older sister when she was 17. Okay. And then me at 19. Okay. So it's like, you know, but yeah, she was yeah. young. She was a baby. It was a it was a really big um transitional period in their life. And, you know, they, in between there, they got married because, you know, like they already knew that they were going to be having my older sister. So it was like marriage was mm-hmm. a guaranteed thing. And it, and I, obviously the cards weren't dealt the way, you know, typically in movies and in books, mm-hmm. you know, it's supposed to go down. It's, you know, life. you fall in love first, you get married, you have the kid. Yeah. Exactly. That's life. Right. 
especially when you're so young you guys don't even know yourselves yet you don't know, even know each other that much yet like it's just like word, word there was a connection there was an attraction and then it took off you know so yeah. thinking thinking about it now i always think i'm like wow i'm 21 years old imagine if i would have had my second yeah, no. kid by now listen she or he or she would have been x amount of years old i would have probably not been in college yeah i would have been doing so many dif- my life would have been entirely different yeah no, that's why i, I just I just I like, look at um I I agree to that same sentiment because I look at like my dad was super young like my parents have a really a really large age gap between mm-hmm. them um and it's always funny because like my dad hid his age from my mom oh, until wow. they got married like he just wouldn't he was scheming that's he just com- wouldn't that's tell her how old he was so like finessing. and because he was like so like mature so like she just assumed mm-hmm. they were like same age or whatever and um but and he also had like kids like she had my brother i'm i'm the i was sorry i was i'm not no longer i was the youngest of five mm-hmm. um and so she had my older brother who is the oldest of us and my dad had my sister and my two brothers so like they both had kids already so you know right. she probably wasn't thinking anything of it but um you know they had kids and they got together and then they got married and they had me my dad was like a baby. Like my dad just hit 50 like a year ago. Right. So it's like looking back, I'm like, damn, I couldn't even imagine. But then you think they have five kids, right? five. Like that's insane to me. Um, but you know, alas, they, I guess it didn't work out. So right. they, what, right. what did they really uh, do? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Cause obviously we, we both are kids of divorce. And so I guess my question: Do you remember how old you when you how old you were when your parents got divorced? So I know the age I was at, uh, more or less. Mm-hmm. Do I remember it? I remember seeing my parents like argue and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and like my older sister. I remember like asking her like, "Oh, as I got older, mm-hmm. what was it like when mommy and daddy were together?" Because you couldn't remember it. Because I was two years old. Oh wow! I was a I was a toddler. Not even man. I was a little less than a toddler. I was yeah, still yeah, like a baby. you know I was a legitimate baby. And and Vic, we're two and a half years apart. Mm-hmm. So she was like four or five. Okay. So, so she, she had a little more. more memory. Yeah, yeah, she had a little more recollection. So I would ask her as we got older. You know, like what was it like? Like when they were together? Like do you remember mm-hmm. what what used to happen in the apartment and stuff? And she was like, you know, she was we were young. So to her, she was like, she was like. Trust me, you didn't want to. You didn't yeah. want to know what it was like. You just didn't want to know what it was like. It's better off that you know, like they love each other from a distance. And I and I yeah. was like, of course, I completely agree. I know it was per- it was with a purpose. I know that right. it happened for a reason. But, but as a kid, you still you want to exactly. you want to know what I was so yeah. yeah. I was so caught up in the fact that like you ever think they're gonna get back? Like do you Aww, like do you Liz. you sure like. This down to 30, you know, me, and I've always asked a lot of questions since I was a little kid. And yeah. people tell me smart people do that. So I don't want to hear no backlash <laughs> for it. Smart people ask questions and they're not afraid to ask questions. So I would ask you about their love story and Aww. stuff, you know, but. Well, you were older, young. Like, yeah. you, just, you didn't know. And that makes exactly. sense because you're curious. Like. Um, right. And as I got older, I put two and two together because I would see, you know, their dynamic on mm-hmm. my own. I got my own experience of what it was like. But yeah. I was young. Yeah, yeah. A baby. Yeah. A whole baby. Damn, that's crazy. Mine is complete opposite. I was in high school when it happened. And so it affected me, I think, completely different because I grew up most of my life with my parents in the same house together. That's crazy. Um, And so, like, I saw their relationship. I saw how they were together. Um, I will say that my father loved my mom, like, super, like, out loud. Like, he loved her. He was, like, extra obnoxious flowers, (laughs) like, 
though like if they walked into a room together at a party like he just he did the most like he was you know he he loved my mom out loud Um, as he should proud be proud yeah and it was you know I mean it was cool like I you know I had both of my parents we would go out we would do the movies we would do you know and that's something that I recognize that um because I was the youngest at the time and like they were married it's something that my other siblings didn't get Mm -hmm. um but you know it it was I obviously like you know you enjoy that you right. love that um and so I was yeah my so it was an interesting story because my parents separated twice so okay. they separated for the first time when I was um in sixth grade and then they got back together when I was in eighth grade and then they separated um for good when I was in high like freshman year of high school mm-hmm. like uh April right. maybe um and it definitely. It was interesting because I will say that um, the family dynamic in my family on my father's side is interesting because we're all kids of divorce. Oh, okay. Every single one of us. Almost like. Which is like this weird thing, but every single one of us is kids of divorce. And so I remember um, growing up that being my biggest fear. Right. It, because I saw it. You want to break that cycle. I saw it with my cousins right. and I like just did, you know, like who, what kid wants their parents to get divorced? So I remember like just knowing and seeing different dynamics and, you know, being as close as I was with my cousin and mm-hmm. hearing cousins rather, sorry, and hearing different stories and things like that. Like I just didn't, you know, what kid wants that? And I didn't want it. Um, but I do remember, I think towards the end of my freshman year, like when I was in high school and I was like well aware of like what was going on, I feel like things had gotten bad enough where I remember feeling like like I can you like can y'all do this because you could feel yeah, like yeah, that the, the love wasn't course, there and yeah. like it just wasn't you know yeah like it's I didn't like it it wasn't you know what I was used to um but I mean still you don't want that you right. know and um the way that I guess um their divorce played out it wasn't the best of times right. I will say and it lasted that way for quite some time mm-hmm. um but I I was old enough to where it, it it affected me and it was really in that stage where um you're going from like a kid to like a teenager literally so yeah. your mind is like it, it it affected the way I looked at a lot quite honestly especially love At, girl I I didn't want to <laughs> hear the word right. like it just um yeah it was it was different yeah. and I'll save that for I guess a little later definitely um so. Because you were so young, I'm curious. Um, how, like, did everything change as you knew it? Because you were young, so like, you don't really remember. Did things just become like new normal for you? Like, what what did that feel like at two? Like, you know, like you didn't even know like what that was at like, that age. You you don't really remember much when you're at that yeah. age. You you remember very faint things, mm-hmm. but nothing that's like Lasting. crucial or very yeah something that was very like evident or something that was so dramatic as a divorce mm-hmm. you don't remember those type of things for me my life just became an entirely new normal yeah literally yeah. it was the opposite effect for me um which i think is cool that we experienced it two different ways yeah yeah because i know a lot of people went through divorce at different times in their life mm-hmm. and for me it was just like as soon as i got old enough to the point where i was like okay mommy and daddy two different houses mm-hmm. nana Okay, three three households. Mm-hmm. I travel. I was like a nomad in a sense. Like I always <laughs> had to have, have like a, one. Yeah. Yes, my new normal became always having a a, a bag of clothes on me with mm-hmm. a toothbrush, 
with my hair stuff. Oh what does that my sound god, like? I'm screaming! What does that sound like? I'm, I'm so used to that because That's so I've been funny. doing that since literally since grammar school. I had to have a bag packed. I, wow. I sometimes you didn't even know where you were gonna stay that night. Hey yo, <laughs> I'm sorry. You wallet. All right. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you I'm know, you know. Screaming. But yeah, I think I was prepared well beforehand because of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just like. And it was also, like, it was so difficult, which I'm sure, like, we'll dive into later. Like, yeah. just trying to find that happy medium because if you spent too much time at one's house, yeah, I'm you sure make that the was other like one. Rough. Yeah, like, you, between your parents. Right. Like, how did, right. like, was it, like, two holidays, two birthdays, two, like, actually, how was that? Actually, this is what I do appreciate the most, and I will, like, you know, talk about later, too. Like, mm -hmm. I love the fact that my parents didn't go through with the whole, like, um, involving the justice system and stuff like that and, and mm -hmm. taking it to court. Because, mm -hmm. you know, when, when you oh, do no, that, that oh, you know, yeah, when you yeah. do that in yep. a divorce and it's like, okay, every other weekend she's yep. mine. You get her on this holiday, I get her on that one. It was never like that. Me and my older sister, the one thing that they didn't, you know, they were young. Like, it was like, why why drag all of that extra stuff into it when we're already yeah. just starting our lives and we've already had so much on our plate? Yeah. They gave us the freedom to choose where we wanted to go, when we wanted to go there, oh, that's, um, yeah. travel that's freely, like freely just be able to spend equal amount of time with all the family. And when it came terms to important dates like birthdays, holidays, any really big ceremonies, mm -hmm. we saw them both on that day. Okay. We always saw them both. So for Christmas, um, usually it would start like in the morning we'll wake up at my mom's cause she uh -huh. would do this whole big like scavenger hunt thing oh, and then okay. we would end up in Hoboken and spend the night there. Okay. So we would split the day with my dad and my grandmother and my mom, right? Okay. Same thing with every other holiday. We would start in one person's house end up and then end the up yeah. in the evening at the other person's and that was it. And it was just And that became your new normal. Yeah, like, find yeah. that happy medium if you know, you know what I mean? Like and if I now for me, like as a college student, I'm mm -hmm. I'm home as much as I possibly can be because I've reached a point where I'm just like I only want to be surrounded by my family. Yeah. Like I'm so over everything else. It's like I yearn for them. So every yeah. weekend I'm trying to find like okay Friday I stay at Daddy's. Mm -hmm. That means Saturday I gotta go to Bayonne and see my mom. So and you're like reliving Sunday, your childhood yeah, and I'll, going. I'm, it's to never the stopped. It's never yeah. stopped. And then Sunday I'll be in Hoboken and then yeah. and then I'll come back to school the next day. Like yeah. that's how that's my normal. Like it's splitting up my time and making sure no one feels some type of way. Cause trust me. Oh no, it happens. You get it, and then you have them it one. Happens. You have them all in your ear like. But I did this for you, but no, but I did that for you, but I held you down in this way, but you supposed to, but you wasn't <laughs> around, right? But little do you know, when you wasn't around, like you know, I'm like, but well, yeah. why is it even any of why that? Is that I, I love you all, like, let me, yeah. And I don't think that, that that's fair, like, that's the one thing I think of divorce that's so ugly, and mm -hmm. it's not fair for the kids involved. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I feel truly for kids like actual kids Absolutely. who had to experience that because i experienced it as a teenager and that mm -hmm. was i mean hell it was hell mm -hmm. um but i can't imagine as kids how that makes you feel mm -hmm. to feel like you know like you want to please you it's your parents you right. want to please them both you never want anyone to feel you know any type of way and statistically um and not that I have statistics in front of me, but just like I, I feel like, and I think that most people would agree on is that like the mom kind of always takes it a little harder than the dad. And so like most times we're closer to our moms anyway. And to see your mom go through something like a divorce, like it's never easy because most of us look at our moms like as that superwoman, as that superhero. And a div like divorces are ugly. 
divorces are the fucking they're worst. Never, they're never easy. And so it's like to see your parent kind of break down in those ways, it it changes. It changes a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I know like specifically um, for me, me and my mom, I was always like a daddy's girl. That's like my nice. whole life I was a daddy's girl. But when my parents got divorced, um, I, me and my mom kind of became this unit because mm-hmm. it was kind of like we were all each other had left. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that to say like my dad just like uprooted and left me, but it was different because I lived with my mom. Right. And so, you know, and my dad, he worked a lot. And so like when he moved out of the house, he was working all the time. He didn't live there anymore. I didn't really see him. And I was a teenager, so it's not like they took me to court. They weren't going over custody for me. Like it was right. I was staying with my mom. Like there was right. there was no question about it. Mm-hmm. Um but again, that resulted in me not seeing my dad at all. And so when you go back to like the two different holidays and stuff like that, that it it, it kind of fucked me up a little bit because I had gotten so used to literally being because it was with both of my parents, literally like you having that even. So like you know, obviously, like, I'm Dominican and Black, two different cultures, two different ways of celebrating. Right. So I had grown up my whole life. Like, if it was, like, for Thanksgiving, like, one year, you know, we went with this people. The next year, we went with, with this side of the family. Mm-hmm. For Christmas, Christmas was always, like, because Hispanic people celebrate Noche Buena. Mm-hmm. So Christmas was always, we celebrated with my mom's family Christmas Eve. On Christmas, we would go to my grandmother's house with my dad's family. It that became different when my parents got divorced because I... Like, I'm super close to my dad's side of the family. Like, that's there. Those are like, you know, it's the blood that runs through my veins. Right, right, right. And so it was like, you know, I had this guilt of I couldn't leave my mom. Mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't leave my mom. Of course. But then, like, I wasn't really celebrating with my family. And, like, my mom's family, it, they would go through, like, had these random moments where they weren't celebrating either. So it would be like, I remember there were, like, holidays where it was just me and my mom at home, not doing anything. And that was so different for me because I had grown up my whole life around a big-ass family. Mm-hmm. So it had kind of felt like when my parents got divorced, aside of my family, I got divorced from them too. Mm-hmm. And that, like, sucked. And so it was interesting to me because me being a daddy's girl all my life, when this divorce happened it kind of forged this um this thing this bond between me and my mom this mm-hmm. unspoken bond of like i got you you got me right. no matter what you right. know forever and granted i have siblings and stuff right but it just it always felt like me and my mom because again like i was the only child mm-hmm. of the two of them mm-hmm. so i was like nobody else would really understand what right. that felt like what it was right. you know so it was it was definitely um interesting in it the way that it changed that the relationship dynamics mm-hmm. was was interesting i would say cuz i don't want to say it became a new normal it became it changed everything as i knew it whereas right. yours was a new normal for me it changed everything as exactly, i knew it yeah two different time periods in your life that's why absolutely um and i think so like i kind of said statistics but like i had no statistics in front of me and i just will admit that cuz don't you know, quote me on that. But I did find that it was interesting um, that 50% of all children um, in the U.S. will likely witness the end of a parent's marriage. Mm-hmm. Even more interesting is that children of divorce are 50 times more likely to marry another child of divorce. Mm-hmm. Or, or uh, rather, and also, children of divorce are 35% more likely to have a divorce of their own. Yep. That to me was like... Because that's all they've ever known. That That's... It, 
I mean, it, sh- it shapes you. Of it course. shapes the way you look at life. It shapes the way you look at love. It shapes the way you move through life, the way you move through relationships. Like, especially look at the time frames. I was a teenager. You were a baby. Yep. So you kind of grew up like... This is all you've known. Mm-hmm. So, and not for nothing, broken people find broken people. We just <laughs> gravitate towards each I other. Swear. We just because it's, it's like what's broken in you is it's broken like, in it's me like, too. It's like you want to patch each other up in a sense because, yes. like, I know what you've been through. It, but and it's it's that it's that shared yeah. bond of exactly. I know what you've been through. Exactly. I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. And it's there's an unspoken understanding of like we didn't have that picture perfect family. Mm-hmm. You know, two parent household. Like right. it it shapes you and it changes the way again that you move through life and experience things cuz no, a lot of kids about. you when you go through a divorce um it changes your financial changes everything it changes yeah. everything so like everything was conditions. all peaches and cream and now it's not anymore like your living conditions everything your mental, changes your, your mental, mental health everything what it's true though it's almost like yeah you're like on high alert too cuz yes <laughs> In a sense, you're you have so many questions. You you want to know why? Like you know why mm-hmm. couldn't it be salvaged? Why can't like things just work out? Yeah. Not until you get older and like you have your kind of like your first experience with you know love, like where it's firsthand. You know, mm-hmm. then you start understanding. Like okay, I can see why. Um, sometimes, sometimes shit just don't work out. Sometimes it is necessary, literally, mm-hmm. to love each other from a distance or just care from a distance mm-hmm. than it is to be together because it's mm-hmm. it, it you literally it's more detrimental to be together than it is mm-hmm. to not and that's like the reality of it but that's where like there's like a backhand thing where like you gotta in a sense appreciate it because think about what your life would have been like if they remain together and, and they know that they weren't supposed to causing havoc exactly. all over the house because and... now think about what you would have been dirt if you were in a broken household yeah as terms of you know compared to a divorced marriage yeah. which i would take over that any day yeah, and that's something that you saying that is funny because my aunt has said that before. Um, and, you know, sometimes we hear people say stuff and we're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, because we don't really want to hear it. Right. Or it's just like, nah, like, you know, we we think that we know what we want or what we need or what we would, we, what we we would rather swear. see. Yeah. yeah. But she, I, I remember her saying once, um, like, you know, could you imagine if your parents had stayed together? And she was talking to like, you know, me and my cousins, mm-hmm. but like, can you imagine if your parents had stayed together, what that would be like? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you know what? You're right. Because, yeah, like, while it did fuck me up a little bit, mm-hmm. while it did cause all these emotions and things, looking back, you're like, no, nah, that had to happen. Exactly. Because just who, first of all, who would you be right now if that's, it didn't? That's exactly what, what would I'm life be like lady. right now if it didn't? Yep. It's just like, every again, everything happens for a reason. And, like, while it sucks and we think that we would want better, if you look at, like, the alternate universe side of things, like, you're like, yo, sometimes, like, it's better that mm-hmm. it happened the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I definitely talk about that a little bit later too because I think it's important to almost, I don't want to say accept, but kind of mm-hmm. look at how your life would have changed or would have been different. And just like when you're an adult one day and you, you know, granted you have kids, mm-hmm. you don't want them wondering and questioning you why you did what you did. But at the end Absolutely. of the day, you know in your heart you did it for the right reasons. Absolutely. And that'll help you sleep at night at least. Absolutely. And I think... um so I think we kind of touched on this, but I think it's interesting. Um, the idea of one, how like it affects, how it affected the relationship with your parent and two, like how that affected, because we're both adults now, how mm-hmm. that affected your love life or yep. dating um, in today's world, being a child of divorce. Definitely. I think it's actually really unique, um, the relationship aspect, 
with my parents because with my sister, right, like she was 17, mm -hmm. uh, my mom was 17, and my dad is two years older, so 19. Mm -hmm. um, so when she came into the picture, my dad, he became a firefighter fresh out of high school, right? Mm -hmm. And um, my mom, like, I like every time I hear this, like, I just, like, feel for her. But, like, when she got pregnant um, and she was walking the halls of Dickinson, like, basically the principal told her that, like, she couldn't continue going to school there because she was a bad example to the oh, other women wow. in the building. So she had to finish her high school degree at another school, like, oh, just shit. just for, like, girls who are pregnant. Like, who those are pregnant. wayward schools yeah, and shit. Yeah, pregnant teenagers yeah. and stuff. So, like, she's a warrior for that. Yeah. But, like, after, you know, after that, like, they were both trying to hustle and work multiple jobs mm -hmm. just to afford, you know, my sister and then eventually what would be me. Mm -hmm. So, like, my older sister spent a lot of time in Nana's house, mm -hmm. right, in Hoboken, right? So, like, that was, like, that's my dad's side of the family. That's the Moyeno side. So, like, you know, when I came into the picture, my mom made it, like, a top priority to really keep me attached at her hip mm. because she wanted that with Vic, mm -hmm. but because she, you know, she was hustling just like my dad, you know, yeah. like she spent a lot of time with my grandmother where she would eventually grow up majority oh, of her okay. life, like, you know, have her own room there. Yeah. Of course, have her room with my parents and, and their own houses too, but like, right. That, that was became, her headquarters. That, that became, was her space. especially because, yeah, she was the first grandchild. Yeah. Everyone wanted to get a hold of it. So it was just like, you know, Nana's house. And so that's why when I came in, my mom would take me everywhere, yeah, like yeah. everywhere. And she would try to have me at her house as much as possible. And, you know, that would cause conflict because it's yeah. the Moyano side is like, where's Elizabeth? You know, why can't, why is she not over here 50% of the time? You know, right. this and the third. So as I got older and I was able to make decisions from, you know, on my own, I made sure that I spent, an equal amount of time yeah. everywhere because I knew where my mom was coming from and she had good mm -hmm. intentions, but you know, my dad's side also has good intentions. Right. And if it wasn't for both of them, I would not be here. So right. it's like, that's why even in the midst of it all, I've had my falling outs with my dad and I've mm -hmm. had my falling outs with my mom. But what I've come to realize is like, personality wise I'm my dad in a nutshell yeah. like we like I'm the I'm the female version of him. Mm -hmm. And with my mom, I'm her like my emotional side. Mm -hmm. Just the way in which I love, the way in which, like, I appreciate things or I empathize with people. Like, mm -hmm. that's all my mom and my grandmother, mm -hmm. Nana. Like, so my you mom got, like, Nana. the best of yeah, both. Yeah, I have the best of both. And in terms of, like, physicality, like, yeah. I came out with my mom's physical features in yeah. my dad's eyes. It's, like, it's so funny how yeah. it works out how that way. But, like, yeah. how you were saying, like, you and your mom started to lean on each other. There yeah. was two different points in my life where... My, me and my dad leaned on each other and it happened with my mom. Mm -hmm. Two different points, you know what I mean? And at one point, my sister was just living in Nana's house and mm -hmm. I was the one that was living in mommy's, daddy's, and Nana's house. Yeah, and she was just, that was her around. headquarters and yeah. I was the one trying to Keep I was trying to together. yeah I was trying to love them all equally and kind of right. trying to make up for the fact that my sister wasn't always there so yeah. I'm over here like playing the part of two daughters and like yeah, that move, moving around you know like trying to make sure everyone knows I love them equally you yeah, know yeah. like so it was tough like being the second child and like used used to be what well, used to be the baby like you yeah. like I used to be the baby now I have two other I have two younger siblings that each of my parents had in their Mm -hmm. um other marriages after they divorced mm -hmm. so I, I got you know same parents and then two same dad you know different mom same mom different dad and yeah. now it's like so funny watching them go through the same thing yeah that I'm going through except my mom is no longer with the dad of my sister so uh -huh. she kind of knows what it feels like yeah but um my dad is still with the mom of my brother so right. like he's you know he knows what it feels like, like to have different. both the parents yeah, yeah but yeah. like 
I'm going to be able to be there for them mm -hmm. and walk them through that process because mm -hmm. either way, like, you not, it's not easy. It. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. easy. And me and Vic have a lot of wisdom in that sense. No, of course. I mean, you were, again, you were a baby. And the, mm -hmm. like, it, it shaped your whole kind of existence in a way because even you saying, like, you felt like you had to run from house to house to house. You're trying to make everybody feel loved. Like, mm -hmm. you're a kid. Right. You know, but you out here like carrying the weight of like right. an adult. And like, right. I think that, and I don't think that parents realize the effects that like, these are the effects that, that right. it has on your kid. Um, Because as you get older, you start to realize like your parents are kind of doing the best that they can. Exactly. But. And you don't want to cause them any additional and stress or make them feel bad but in like, any way. But like we are but, people too. Yeah. So then now look at what the fuck that that did to me. You <laughs> right. know, like right. I'm a kid running around to make sure you all feel loved. <laughs> like, you know, that's like yeah. insane. But, you know, Definitely. that's life. It's important to have those conversations, though. And I will say, like, I, my family did facilitate those conversations with my sister and I to make sure that, like, we weren't keeping anything bottled up. Mm -hmm. Not saying it was always easy to talk about, right. but at least they asked, you know, how do you feel? Mm -hmm. You know, like traveling all, all the time, having to, you know, make everyone feel the same amount of affection, you know? They used so, to ask y'all that? Yeah, my grandmother especially, she would always ask like, how do you guys feel? Like, are you okay? Like, That's is there beautiful. My Nana, she because she's the glue of the family. She was the one I talked about in the last one podcast. I'm always talking about like my family, but she's like the one that like, like she still has a relationship with my mom, even mm -hmm. though my mom, my dad and my mom have split because right. she respects the fact that at the end of the day, she is the mother of oh, her son's exactly. daughters as it and be. she wants the family unit to stay as tight and knit as possible. As it so she be. would try to be like that, that safety or like that backbone and make us feel like we weren't alone. So I think it's important. Um, one that you said that like your parents they or your family, they would talk to you and ask you how how you felt, how things made you feel, because I think that that's a major thing that doesn't happen. Not a really. lot of kids don't get that. I know I didn't really get that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like the fact that they care or not, because they can recognize that this is a major mm -hmm. life transition or that this has to have an effect on you as a kid. Um, and I know that, like I'll say the one thing my mom said to me was, when they were getting divorced, like I remember she tried to sit me down and she just, she like kind of pleaded with me, like, please don't change who you are. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a lot of kids, like when their parents get a divorce, like they wall the they, fuck out. They, they, they lose their minds. They act they... out because they're like, they, you know, they don't know how to like, you know, funnel their emotions yes. and their frustration. So they start doing and crazy And they become shit. rebellious and they like disrespectful. Exactly. They and resent the parents. They, and basically. it's, it's, yeah, it's like doing yeah. shit to, to hurt them kind of in a way that they hurt you. And I just remember her, the one thing she had asked me, like, was, please don't change. Like, you're such a good girl. Like, please don't change. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay. Like, I, I mean, I just, knowing myself, I just, I'm chill as fuck. Like, what am I going to do, you know? Right. Um, but I recognize that they're not kids who were like that, who mm -hmm. didn't react that way. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the one thing with my parents' divorce. Like, anytime they sat me down to say anything, I remember, like, I didn't cry. I didn't do a tantrum. I, I'd be like, okay. Because what what else can I say? So it'd be like, okay. Like, when my dad started dating again, it was like, okay. Mm -hmm. When he was getting, I was like, okay. Like, right. it just, what what else can I say? Like, right. what? If, and if I do have a tantrum, if I do flip this table over, What's gonna what, is, what is going to change? Nothing. Right. Like, then I just flip this table over. Now I look like a brat. And now I've done all this for nothing. Exactly. It just doesn't change no, the inevitable. It doesn't change the inevitable. There was nothing for it. And so- 
I don't know. I just I kept it pushing. But I think it's really beautiful that your family took the time to to kind of check in with y'all and mm-hmm. just how are you feeling? How does this make you feel? Um, and I think that that ties into like growing up with that and because like I said, you know, I was teenager, so it was mm-hmm. it was shaping. It was right around the time that like boys start to become serious of in course. your eyes, right? And so I remember that like for me, um, I. I want to say that I was like, I was always, listen, I love love. And I've always loved love, right? <laughs> Retweet. I just always. <laughs> Hope, hopeless romantic. Hopeless romantic to the, Born listen, in the wrong generation. Listen, I just, I was such, I used to read like all the romance books, yes. like the teenage romance books Oh my God, shit. rom-coms. Only the last I song, like all those shit. Like <laughs> I used to be out here, right? Nicholas Sparks, I freaking loved him. But also that was like this fantasy world that wasn't like real life right Mm -hmm. like I was young like I just I didn't see it for myself and so I remember when it kind of became um time to get serious maybe Mm -hmm. or you know um I think it actually affected me in college because I'd like I had like one boyfriend in high school um and it just we were like what what did that do we were babies you know but what the fuck did I know and I think my parents had just separated when that happened so it was more just like you know it was shits and giggles it was nothing nothing no surface level of serious because you realize like until you get older, you're like, what the fuck did I know about love at 15? Nothing. You I'll didn't even scratch that. the surface. Be saying that it's all the so time. interesting. And so I remember being in college and things really hitting me because a lot was changing in my life. And at this point, my parents had been divorced. Their divorce finalized my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. So the divorce carried out for like two freaking years. It was like, of course, because those things ugly. are never, they're never simple it and was, straight to the point. Listen, never. It, just, it was ugly. And it carried out in like two whole years. So it wasn't until college when they were finally divorced and things were really changing in my life um, that love, the idea of love and like really finding love. Because, you know, college, you're an adult now. Things are different. I remember just being like fucking terrified of love, Mm -hmm. like just feeling like fucking terrified of love. Like Mm -hmm. I just did. Nope. And it's interesting because um, I used to like I read a lot. I still do. But there was this uh, book series um, called The Mortal Instruments. And I'm not even about to, because it has nothing to do with anything, but the, there was this quote in the series that it, to this day, for some reason, it's like my favorite quote. Don't, I mean, I just, at that time, it spoke to me and it just always has. The quote was, to love is to destroy and to be the one loved is to be the one destroyed. There was something oh, so fucking <laughs> prominent oh, about that quote when I read it in that time in my life right. that for some reason to this day is one of my favorite quotes that I have it tattooed on my body. Wow. I have that quote tattooed on my body because wow. it just was like, it resonated for some reason. Right. It just, it always brings me back. And like, when I first heard it, it was in this dark way. To love mm-hmm. is to destroy. To be the one loved is to be the one fucking destroyed, right? right. But then as I got older and like, I guess I started to look at love differently. I, I kind of switched the meaning behind it. And so like, I looked at it as like, to love is to destroy to love someone, you can destroy all the evil within them, all the ugly, all the dark. You love them. Mm-hmm. Like, love conquers all, right? That, it just changed. The meaning of it changed. But I remember being fucking terrified <laughs> of love. Like, I didn't want, like, I just, I was like, I'm good. Don't don't look at me, you know. Right, right, right. But I was hopeless romantic. So, like, I was in That's love how- with everybody. But I just couldn't <laughs> fucking take it seriously. You know what's like, crazy? That quote reminds me of the Bob Marley quote where he's like, every person that you love or all the ones that you love are mm-hmm. always going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. You just have to find the ones worth, worth suffering the, mm, for. Girl. I'm like, love, find the one worth suffering for. Definitely. That's how I'm I like, say. I'm like not <laughs> accepting the fact that like, I'm a, I'm going to hurt and get hurt regardless. Mm-hmm. 
So who trying to suffer? Listen. Who's trying to suffer together? Chill. Can we could get through anything? Chill. We could get Let through anything you. together. I love. say love is for the birds, okay? <laughs> love is for the fucking birds. The streets is calling. I'm, no, I'm playing. But I'm playing, this I'm is playing, I'm this playing. is what divorced parents make you think about, though. No, they do, and it, it changes it, your perspective on love. It changes your perspective, and it makes you kind of fearful because you can kind of see that, like. Even the strongest of units or what you thought was the right. strongest of units can, can crumble. Or you guys will, I'm so scared of like, you know, when you get married and then you go through the phase where you outgrow each other. Yeah. And I feel like that's also how and why people get divorced mm-hmm. outside of like other factors like family or like, um, you know, a disconnect in interest or want, not wanting the same things is like you change every couple of years and you also marry the wrong person yes and for the wrong reasons because that's my thing we, we we're bound to change we're, we're gonna grow right. whereas people we're gonna grow right but, but your love should never change and that's right. how i feel and you should grow together and even if you grow yes. apart there should still be that common love, love yes. between you of okay we're yes. going apart but at the end of the day i'm still here you're still here we're still we making still work. want this we still want this it's worth fighting and people for. literally they grow out of love they grow out of like and yeah. that's the one thing like, that's I feel tragic like to me it's it's important to me um and i'm very adamant on this is that i do not want my kids to go through what i absolutely had to go not through. that's like I, a deal breaker for i me. do not I want it the man that i marry this is god willing knock on all the wood and if you could hear it you could hear it knock on all the wood the man that i marry we till death do us part absolutely till death do us and part and I pray that death is a long ways yes. and we die like they did in the notebook in the bed together, old as hell. Oh my God. Yes. I want to die with old age peacefully together. Listen, oh my God. I want to be just, so in love. I feel like I'm going to die of heartbreak if my partner goes. <laughs> I swear to God. And I want my kids to know what real love's supposed to yes, look like. That as well. That's Because it. I just, I don't want my kids to have to ever question. Never. I don't want my kids to have to do the whole different holidays, different houses. Never. never feel like they have to never. compete. I don't ever want them to have to feel like a piece of them is missing to look at other people's family dynamic and wish that they had that i just i want a happy healthy full of love family and i want to be old as hell still like so in love still being like my i like i want my kids to be annoyed with me right to be in like yo y'all are so nasty get a room like oh my parents are so annoying. Yes, like yes. That, that is that is my wish for my future family and for my kids because yes i just listen i love love and i just don't want my kids to have to deal with the ugliness of divorce and you know two two families and you know i'm not saying that everyone's experience with the divorce has been the same because some people are blessed to have two families and they love their two families and it's a great dynamic. It works Mm -hmm. for them. Parents, you know, the parents love each other. They just can't be together and they have found the other person. Like, I feel like that's my situation in a sense. It's been, it's had, it's had its ugly moments is that it has not been smooth sailing. Like I wish I could say it's like as good as you're describing it. Yeah. But I will say they got into the point where like, it's like, you know, I'll always have love for you, but now from a distance, you know, like there's they still bump They've heads about up. stuff, but yeah. like they could be in the same room and mm-hmm. it won't be disrespectful anymore. Like there's no longer tension. Yeah, listen, you know? I, I wish for that. Because uh, right. I mean, I'm I'm still kind of I guess you could say we're we're still kind of new in this age yeah, of yeah. in the years rather. Um and I mean my dad is remarried. I have my little sister. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like life has moved on, but same. you know, I I look forward to the day when my family, my family can be in my immediate family, meaning my mom and my right, dad right. can be in the same room 
and it not be awkward. Right. I won't have to worry about mm-hmm. which one's feeling with any type of way. I won't have to because it just it's not fun. It's not, and, it, and it's not fun. That's not family, you know. Like, and I didn't grow up like that. I grew right. up with my parents who were fucking in love with each right, other. Right. Like you know, it just it it it's different. And everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I can't say that I wish things were different because that's life. It Mm -hmm. it had to happen. Right. My little sister's here as a result of that. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's how know, I look at it, it too. That's life. Like, I, I you know, I, I'm not going to say I wish it didn't happen. But, you know, it, it definitely affected my adult life. Of course. It affected me as a woman dating the kind of people that I dated, what I looked for in my partners. Because you look for your dad and your partner. You listen. <laughs> because listen. I know I have. I, I swear to God I do. And I told myself I never would. But that's... And it's funny because when you run from something so hard, you run into it. Comes, it. it comes to get you. You run into it. And the more you avoid it, the more it's going to creep up It's on like you. you open the door and it's like, hey, hello. How you doing? No, literally. Like, and that's insane to me because I remember that was like another thing, like as a result of the divorce, it's like that it, it, it strained the relationship between me and my dad. And mm-hmm. um, I remember when I, when I started looking at dating, I remember there were things that I just were like, I don't want in my partner. Absolutely. Um, and lo and behold, you end, <laughs> you end up when you're like, oh, well, how the hell did we get here? Right. <laughs> like, and it's crazy, but you know, I have come to realize, and we were talking about this um, before we recorded, but like, you know, for most girls, your daddy is your first love. Yeah, always. He is the love of your life. Always. He is the first man. He's like so your, your idol, your he is everything. Every, he's the first um, example of a man that you have in exactly. your life, how a man should treat you, how a man should love you, how a man should be to you. And so we end up um, dating men that remind us of our fathers and, and, and even in the tiniest of ways. Um, and to you know for some it's for better or for worse but Mm -hmm. we end up you know attracted to people who remind us of our fathers and it's it's interesting because i think as kids of divorce um when your parents get divorced at least for me and this is why i think i struggled i struggled for a very long time especially i think with the relationship with my father and then when it came to dating and stuff Mm -hmm. um because the way that i received it or i took it as was like my dad was like the my my first love, and mm-hmm. he was the first man to break my heart. Right, is how I like the divorce. That's right. how it, it affected right. me in that sense. Right. Um, and it took me, I think, a while to let go of that idea, mm-hmm. or to just like you know what, as you become an adult, as you experience love in different forms, um, and as you see that shit ain't sweet, right, you. The blame you start you stop the, the blame, blame game yeah. so much and um you start to kind of accept it. you start to accept it and understand certain things and make peace with Definitely. certain things. I can't even imagine honestly like just because of like the way in which my relationship with my dad has evolved. Yeah. I can't really imagine like my partner not being like him or like my grandfather that passed. Yeah, like. The headstrong, like serious, but knows how to have fun, Mm -hmm. you know, is very loving, but shows affection in different ways. Like, you know what I mean? Or like when it's just you two alone, like, you know, a different side of him than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Like I've learned, you know, like it with your parents, I feel like there's always that happy medium of like at one point you can. Oh, my God, I hate you. I can't believe that you are capable of doing that. You're Mm -hmm. supposed to be my dad. But at the end of the day, something with family is that there's always that love there. Mm -hmm. 
Like at the end of the day, you always love your family no matter Absolutely. what. They could hurt you in, in the worst of ways. Absolutely. But they will always say FOE and it's true mm-hmm. over everything. Over yeah. everything. And that's why I'm like, I, I'm not surprised that like my love life has taken me there. Yeah. I'm not surprised because I I it's really like the do, cycle of life. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I really do respect that, man. Like my dad, like, but he's paved a lot of my of the way in which I think. So um, you know, yeah. I kinda accept it and it's crazy. Um what you were saying earlier, like I don't wanna have to worry about how they feel mm-hmm. when you were referring to your parents. And I was talking to B about this, just to give you guys insight, about the Drake song um, in his album, Scorpion, the song March 14th. He ended his album off kind of addressing, um, you know, what his diss track with Pusha T mm-hmm. kind of let out to the world, which was his child, um, Adonis. So he, in the song, he directly addresses like being a KOD mm-hmm. and now, being a you know single parent and being a co-parent so i just wanted to read like something that he said to you guys um he says single father i hate when i hear it i used to challenge my parents on every album now i'm embarrassed to tell them i ended up as a co-parent that's that's, that is, that like that is that's raw like rough shit that's like, raw like we just said we wanted to break the system right mm-hmm. like we didn't want to be like that this and now we end up in the same right. cycle that you tried so hard to avoid right and he's like always promised the family unit I wanted it to be different because I've been through it and it's true. And then he's like, fairy tales are safe for the bedtime stories. I tell you now, I don't want you to worry about whose house you live at Mm. or who loves you more or who's not there, who did what to who before you got here. And then he basically is just like, this is the the first positive DNA test that we ever celebrated. And it's crazy. And then he's like, he's like, I, you know, realize I got to think for two now. I got to make it. I better make it. I promise if I'm not dead, then I'm dedicated. And then he kind of ends it like saying they said in two weeks, you're supposed to come in town. Hopefully by the time you hear this, me and your mother will have come around instead of always cutting each other down. And I that, don't yo, want that. <laughs> that right there. When I heard this track, I'm like, everyone's sleeping on March 14th because everyone who's not a KOD doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, he spit so many facts on this song. And that's why it's my favorite song on the album, not the mainstream tracks. This one. Because even, like, the chorus at the end, it talking about feeling alone. Yeah, feeling alone. Because at some point in time, as a kid of a divorce, you felt alone. And you yeah. felt at a crossroads between the two people you love the most in the yeah. world. And it's just, like, everything he said, you want to break that cycle. Now we're kind of at that point that where, like, like, absolutely not. I absolutely don't. Absolutely not. I and refuse. it's crazy because the shit that he said, and that's what I was saying, like, the things you run from so bad, you fall right into, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Because, like... He was saying, like, I challenge my parents on every album. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. To t- like, that's right. some real shit. It's that's true. some real shit. And it's so it's true. like, I know that I have been in that position, you know, in the past where it's been like, yo, the shit that I was like literally judging, mm-hmm. like judging you for, right. right? I'm in the same fucking predicament now mm-hmm. as a woman. This is my own decision. I'm not even a kid anymore, right? The shit I'm judging you for, I'm sitting here right in the middle of it. And you look at it like, damn. Like, damn, mm-hmm. it just, it makes you like, it makes you think it, it, it humbles the fuck out of you. It does. It humbles the fuck out and of it you. And it puts things into perspective. It Because absolutely. now from that moment forward, you're walking, you're very cautious about yeah. every decision you make in your love life when yeah. love is supposed to be free and willing and stuff like that. But you feel like, okay, I want to have a family. Let's make sure we want the same things. Let's yes. make sure we're in this for the same reasons. Yes. Let's make sure we're doing this right. Cause I promise you like, Let's the make day sure I say do. I do, yep. that's it. This Out is for game. life. This is for it's life. It's over. 
absolutely but i think that's i think that honestly like puts things into great perspective like i guess as you were saying like what advice would you give your younger self as a kod and i guess mm. to other younger children yeah who went through it or going through it yeah who may potentially go through it what's something you wish someone would have told you you know um damn just feel like you can never say the right thing it's you like- can't you can't because i feel like it's obviously like every family is different every case is different every dynamic is different um and how you deal with it is different but um i guess you're not alone mm-hmm. you're not alone um it gets better and these are cliche as hell right but it's like real it's true, real though. talk like you're not alone it gets better um don't i will you know what i will say like what my mom told me like don't change right. don't change who you are like don't let this be the thing that like sets you off to where like you mm-hmm. end up living a reckless ass life or like mm-hmm. it throws you so far off your path don't just don't even and I, it's easier said than done but of course I, my advice would be don't change don't change who you are definitely don't and change who you are to add to that i would say please understand that this is not your fault mm. Children need to understand that that's not your fault. Like the reason why things didn't work out between your biological parents is not your doing. Yeah. You have to understand that as much as they may be like, oh, you know, like I didn't want a kid or things didn't work out when you came into the picture. At the end of the day, you did not choose to be here. Mm -hmm. You know, it was through them and, you know, by the grace of God. Mm -hmm. But please don't make yourself feel guilty for it. Understand that things do happen for a reason. It may not be so clear and put in perspective just yet, yeah. but you will realize it later that it's sometimes people need to love from a distance. Mm-hmm. And don't let it affect your chances in your love life either. Like, give yourself a real chance at love only because, like me and B were sharing, it does, you know, really, it really changes the way you look at everything. Yeah. And your you parents' story is not your story. Exactly. You need to create your own Absolutely. and you need to make sure that you don't allow them to affect the way you love. Absolutely. Cause you, you know, it, it'll it'll definitely uh, do something to your mental. Listen. Yeah, and you don't want to love scared either. No, that's, that's a not, good one that's too. Not love. Don't love scared. That's not love. I don't love scared. I love wholeheartedly. Just fall into it. It's beautiful. Facts. It's for the birds, but it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's beautiful. Facts. Ah, uh, I, I think uh, it's I think it's time for I think for it's G-talks. time. G G G G. The voice, the voice, the voice. I'm, I'm told you, my voice gonna get sexier with every, every episode. Time, every time. <laughs> all right. Welcome to G Talks with Liz, where we keep a G about all of the things. All the time. For those of you guys who don't already know, keeping a G in life for me personally means keeping it real, being honest, and just being authentic, regardless of those circumstances. Something that I try to live by on a daily basis. So, obviously, today we talked about KOD and. Being a kid of divorce, I just felt like it was important to like kind of give some shout outs out there because, you know, in the midst of us going through this, it's important to look at the brighter side. So that's kind of where like I, I wrote something down I just wanted to share with you guys. You know, we talked about a heavy topic today that honestly hit home for me and B in many different ways. But although that there may be many stigmas associated with kids of divorce, what it's like growing up into a different households, um, you know, I just want to say that I genuinely wouldn't have had it any other way. I know that there's like a often question like, you know, do you want your parents to get back? No, I I really do like the way the cards, you know, dealt themselves. And although that thought did come to my mind on several occasions, I can't even imagine how my life would have been different if the circumstances did remain down the same path that they were going. 
you know? So I would just, in, in saying that, I want to shout out first and foremost, the family unit. So like the Moyeno and Santiago bloodline, because you guys have been so incredibly supportive and resilient over the years and never making me, Victoria, Elisa, or baby Lewis feel like we had to choose between a place to call home. We always had three different headquarters, like B always says, that all fulfilled the same role. And I can confidently say that, like, I wouldn't trade my hardships with my family that we faced for the entire world. So in saying that, I want to shout out to all the parentals who have gone through divorce and kids that were put in that situation and still managed to be amazing parents and still managed to excel at being a co-parent and not making their child feel the wrath or, you know, basically the consequences for a decision that you and your partner had to make because there's not many of you out there. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we do recognize those that are and that you guys weren't selfish and you were thinking about what was more important, something that's much bigger than you. And quite honestly, as children, we're better people because of that. Yeah. So I just had to put that out there because, you know, it is a tough topic, but it's important to kind of shed light on the positive aspect of it because, you know, things could have been entirely different. Absolutely. And, you know, I am happy for my parents that they've both moved on and found, you know, really they're in relationships that they're happy with. And like you said, I wouldn't have my two younger siblings. I wouldn't have had the chance to be an older sister. And I can't even imagine not being an older sibling. Yeah. You know? No, I think, um, first of all, I think that your G-Talk is very beautiful today. (laughs) Um, Thank you. It was beautiful. And and I agree on the... um, co-parent sentiment because um I think we see a lot of it these days Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful because it's a way that our parents never did right and to put your child first um and to effectively co-parent and put the kid first I think is beautiful um so um yeah I I think on that note it's that's a perfect way to end um you know we're, we're adults now and so at this point it's just like your parents story is not your story mm-hmm. um life shit happens exactly um and i think we are who we are because of what happened between our parents and that's just the only way i can look at it at this point um so on that note um thanks for listening uh, as always if you don't already, make sure to follow your girl B at uh, <laughs> at Beata Francis on Instagram, uh, which is B E A T A F R A N C I S, or Dream of B um, at D R E A M O F B E E. And your girl Liz uh, on IG at underscore underscore Liz dot Rose R O S E. And yeah, I know I, I kind of like the last two segments because they were a little more personal. So I hope a lot of you guys yeah. were able to resonate with us because, you know, these are topics that are really prevalent. They're mm-hmm. always happening. And even if you aren't a kid of divorce, I still you feel know like a kid of divorce. Exactly. Yeah. You either have a friend or an acquaintance mm-hmm. or a significant other, you know, a family member, someone who's gone through this. Yeah. And you might have seen it from a distance. But, you know, think about these things. And it's important to have those conversations. Obviously, like B said, we're grown. So, you know, we've accepted yeah. it. We look at the positive side of it. but And especially if you're dating someone who's a kid of divorce, it definitely helps put perspective into, like, why their dating style is the way that it is or mm-hmm. why they are the way that they are. So why they think and feel like. Absolutely. So it's definitely, um, I think, something just to, to keep in mind to, to, to care for. Definitely. Um, 
And as always, if you don't already, make sure you follow Not That You Asked on IG. And you know we welcome all DMs. Slide in there. Send us an email if you have any thoughts, if you have anything to add to the conversation that we had today. If you want us to talk about something, um, you know, just just hit us up and... um, You know, we look forward to that and we love chatting with y'all and stuff. So definitely. As always, stay safe, take it easy, stay blessed, stay blessed. Highly favored. Hey, (laughs) what else? (laughs) Listen to uh, March 14th on the Scorpion album by Drake. Yeah. Oh, and movie. And I forgot to mention this too, but this is definitely part of my whole spiel. Two movies that I think really like hit the freaking nail on the head um, is one of them is ACOD. And it's a child of divorce. It's a great, like, it's a funny movie, but it's really good. And it's complicated. Great ass movies really hit the nail on the head. I'm telling you, like, especially if you're a kid of divorce, you're going to relate to it. You're going to like, it's funny. It's enjoyable. Um, but, you know, we just, we providing content out here for y'all to, to go with, with our content. Um, so, yeah, stay safe. Shout out to y'all. Thanks and for listening. Love hard. Love, <laughs> love hard. Okay, guys. <laughs>